Kia Tefano. Um, I, I need to apologise. I'm actually not very well. I've had about four days at home, which is unusual for me. Um, so, uh, under all that, I wrote a sermon. So, I'm not sure how this has come out. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd start with this phrase. I am completely going to preach out of context. Hey, I, I've noticed some of my, you know, fellow pastors doing it and their church is gross, so I thought I'd do the same here. Amen. Amen. Um, but, you know, I can't just preach out of context. I've got to add what the passage is actually about. And I will. I'll break it down and then I'm going to go completely off, off script. So the passage we're looking at this morning is Galatians chapter 4, uh, verses 1 to 7. It says, What I am saying is that as long as an heir is underage... He is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to the guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. Now, Paul is writing about this whole problem of law and what people believe and don't believe and what people are forcing people to do and not to do and what it means to be this Christian following Jesus but still being a Jew and all of this stuff. You know, where does the Old Testament come in now? What's going on? And here he makes this comment directly to the Jews. He says, you know, the heirs who were the Jews, that were subject to the law for a time. And then he goes on, but so also, uh, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. I love Bible translators. What they get out of one word. This is one Greek word, elemental spiritual forces. Many of my uh, fellow pastors, especially those bent in a certain way, will immediately say this is the powers and principalities of the world, Satan and angels and demons. No, the basic Greek is talking about basic elements, our sinful nature, what causes us to be messed up. Those who didn't live under the law, we lived under our own law, sinful nature. Going on, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman again. Paul cops a lot a lot of trouble around his sometimes patriarchal views. But we forget the time that he was living in. We forget that this was a deeply patriotic world. Uh, not patriotic, patriarchal world. Um, it was, and it wasn't just one culture, it was all cultures. But here, he just shows how much or how cheeky he is. He just kind of throws this in. He goes, born of a woman. Those of you who despise this female, you heard it last week from Jean, which was so, you know, what the Jew prays first thing in the morning, right? Do you remember that? Thank God I'm not a Gentile. Thank God I'm not a, not a woman. And he throws it in there. He goes, he was born of a woman. Born under the law to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the adoption to sonship because you are his sons. Ladies, I know the word is sons and it denotes masculinity, but you are also his sons. And I'll unpack that in a moment. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba Father, which is really interesting. I was in a church many years ago, Brethren Church, and, you know, I said, can you call 
Daddy, Abba. And they looked at me and go, no, God's God, he's Father. But you've got to call him Abba because it's Daddy. Uh, the Koreans use another word called Appa. Anyone who's seen um, Kim's Convenience, by the way. Um, Appa, it's, it's, a, it's a very familial term. And this is what our spirit, well, God's spirit wants to call out to him in very familial terms. Don't think of God as being this father far away. He wants to be known as daddy. That's what he's saying here. But So, you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God made you also an heir. Now, this whole thing, it's funny how translators do passages and stuff. These four words are all the same. Well, sonship is just a little bit of an add-on. The word is uios. Um, uh, I can't remember. Sonship is uh, huyothesia. Um, but it all means one word, son. Now, they, child and child is actually incorrect. But we want to be inclusive, right? Because we live in an inclusive world. And Paul went to great lengths just in the previous chapter to tell us there's no male or, or female, Greek or Jew, right? But what we lose when we just put it straight to child is this. In our world, in their world, there were two different meanings. In their world, child was just a phase of growth. But son meant so much more. By saying child, you lose the concept of what it meant for them to be son. Now, the great thing is, it's not anymore a masculine thing. It's an all-inclusive thing. But it denotes inheritance. It denotes importance. It denotes uh, elevation of status that we all now have as children of God. Now, I just wanted to quickly unpack this for you because I'm going to go completely off track and focus on one word, heirs. Now, if you really want to hear a sermon that really un does a great job of unpacking this, listen to last week's sermon that Gene preached. Um, I've got to say, in all my years of hearing sermons, one of the best sermons I've ever heard, far better than many of those podcasts that you guys listen to. Go on and listen to Gene's because she unpacks this whole thing that's going on here so well. I'm not going to do that this morning. I'm going to go completely off context, and I want to focus on this one word, heirs. What does it mean to be an heir? What does it mean to be this son, child of God? Because if we look at the Bible and we go back, it doesn't seem to be a very positive thing. I mean, God comes to Abraham and he gives him this great promise and, and the whole book of Genesis kind of builds up, builds up, builds up until this one point where a lonely figure is left for dead in a pit. And you think, well, that's great inheritance, isn't it there? But Joseph gets out and he, he fixes everything up, but then a few years later, all these people end up in slavery. That's a great inheritance there too. But then they finally get out of their slavery and all of this and that. But then we read on through the Old Testament that they, uh, they, they end up fighting and then 
foreign nations come in and take them away. They end up in exile. Jerusalem gets destroyed. And the whole buildup of the Old Testament takes us to the New Testament where we're waiting for this Messiah to come and save the world. And here he comes, born in a feeding trough to an unwed teens. This is what it means to be an heir? To what? What does it mean? I'm going to actually let Toby Max speak to us because it was a way for which I could stop talking and let you listen. But listen to the words of this song and try to tie it in to what I'm trying to say around what it means to be an heir. Maybe midnight or midday, never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed, lived enough life to save. I heard your heart, I see your pain, out in the dark, out in the rain. Feel so alone, feel so afraid, I heard you pray in Jesus' name. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early, never late. He gon' stand by what he claimed, I lived enough life to save. Help is on the way, round in the corner. Help is on the way, coming for you. Life to say, help is on the way. Sometimes it's days, sometimes it's years. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday, it's never early.
maybe midnight or midday. He's never early, never late. He stands by what he claims. I've lived enough life to say help is on the way. But I'd even take that a little bit differently. Instead of saying I've lived enough life, I never feel that I have lived enough life, to be honest, but I have read enough of what God does. And where Paul at this moment is breaking everything down and telling the Jews, look, you know this God. You know him well. But it's not about law. It's not about what, what, what rules you need to face. It's about his presence. It's about him being with you. And now he is with the Gentiles. He loves them. He has brought his son down to earth to die for them. And now, rather than being slaves to their sinful nature Christ is revealed to all God is present it's fascinating as you read this passage you know this whole point he's talking about the we's he's talking in plurals he's talking about we are the underage we that were in slavery we that might receive adoption because you us are his sons he's talking all this plural but then it's amazing when Paul wants to strike his point He turns it and stops with the plurality and he goes straight to singular. You are no longer a slave. As though the reader all of a sudden, he's speaking directly to him, to her, to you. Not us anymore, not we. You are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. Help is always on the way now. There is never a time that you've got to feel lost. There is never a time that you're ever going to feel alone. He is always there. Help is always on the way. That's what it means to be an heir. We always think of you know, heaven and all these great things that we get, the riches. But there's one thing we neglect as heirs. God is always there for us. We as his children. Think of yourselves, parents. If your child calls you, what are you going to do? You'll be out in the middle of the night to go help them out. I don't know how many times my daughters have called me at like one or two in the morning, knowing how precious sleep is for me. Even earthquakes don't wake me up. But off I go in the middle of the night because I love them, because they are my children. What more does God think of us? Help is always on the way. That lonely figure left for dead, he was redeemed. That nation that was in slavery, they were taken out, brought to a promised land. And you know, even though the Messiah was led to the cross, that cross brought about salvation, that led to redemption, that gave us hope the crown jewel of what we've inherited. The crown jewel of everything, that we don't have to live this life hopelessly, but now we live it full of hope. That is what it means to be an heir. It may be midnight or midday. He's never early or never late. He's always on time. He stands by what he claims. We've lived and we've read enough to know as heirs of Christ, help is on the way.
And praise be to Jesus that help is always on the way. As heirs, how do we live this life like that? Because I don't know about you guys, I've been pretty miserable the last few days. I've been testing negative the whole way through and I'm thinking, why can't I just test positive? That way I can at least boast that I'm sick. <laughs> right? Oh, you've got COVID. Oh, poor Rob, he's got COVID. No, I've got a cold. Oh, get over it. <laughs> it is like that, right? <laughs> yes, thank you. Someone was listening. Oh, that's awesome. It won't be <laughs> but it won't be late. <laughs> there is a joy in knowing help is on the way. There is a joy of knowing that we don't fly off the seat of our pants in this whole life thing, that we have to make it up as we go. There's more to life. There is hope. Yeah, you know, some of us are struggling. I mean, we talk about colds, but some of us are struggling physically, emotionally, mentally. Some of us have some really tough situations we're faced with. Some of us are overwhelmed by all that is going on in this world. All that's going on in our own lives. Some of us are trying to get over sickness. Some of us are trying to figure out how we're going to pay our employees. Some of us are thinking, how am I going to get money to feed my family? It may be midnight or midday. He's never early, never late. But he will stand by what he claims. For you are a child of God. Help is always on the way. Amen? Amen. I ask the music team to come up. I'm already up here, aren't I? Um, ask the music team to come up. I want you to take a moment, uh, just pause as these guys get all ready to go and think about how often you forget that help is on the way in your life. How often you forget that God is right there. And maybe just take a moment to have a little chat with him, just yourself, in your moment. Can we dim the lights a bit? Um, go to that middle bracket section, Gary. Um, and just take a moment to reflect and talk to God. Maybe you need to ask him, when is too late? <laughs> or maybe you need to ask, why haven't I acknowledged you in my life, Lord? I'm here. Why do you have me here? Maybe you need to lift up all those worries and fears that you're holding some of the pain that you might be holding on to. Just take a moment. Give it to him. <laughs>